And thank you, Ken. <clears throat> Two uh, short readings this morning. The first one is from Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews 13, and it's uh, verses 5 through to 8. It's page 1211, 1211 in your pure Bibles. Hebrews 13, reading from verse 5. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do? to me. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Amen. And now we turn back to John's Gospel. John chapter 14 and verses 5 to 7. John 14, verse 5, page 1082 in your pure Bibles. John 14, verse 5. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father. That will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. 
and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Amen. Traditional is an insult until the month of December, and then when December comes, you're allowed to listen to those old songs and to watch those old films and to have the same meal that you always have on Christmas Day. We do things that we have always done, and we could be forgiven for thinking, if only for a moment, that nothing ever changes. Everything is the same as it has always been. But then Christmas comes to an end. We find ourselves in that strange twilight zone between Christmas and the new year. And we see year in reviews on our televisions and we read of famous people that we have lost in the last year and we are reminded that no matter how much we may cling to traditions, nothing truly stays the same and nothing lasts forever. So the question I have for us this morning is this, is there anything that is dependable, anything that is truly reliable, anything that we can anchor ourselves to in 2018 that we can be utterly sure will not leave us and will not let us down. So I'll let you chew that question over for just a minute and we're going to watch a short video clip together. Thank you, David. 2017 has been a year characterized by division, sadly with many acts of intolerance and hatred. But among these have been some acts of outstanding love and care and bravery. We find ourselves asking questions to try to make sense of living in such a divided world. Questions that we want to know the truth about. Why do people commit terror attacks? What damage are we doing to our planet? Why weren't more precautions taken? Will people be held to account? Why does North Korea keep testing missiles? Will a deal be made? The questions we ask ourselves about the world around us reflect a longing for truth. In our post-truth age, rife with fake news, maybe we're realising that we shouldn't ignore truth. Actually, we do care about truth about truth being revealed. We care about freedom, and truth is the thing that liberates. Truth is the thing that unites. So who do we trust to tell us the truth when those we rely on often let us down? We need someone we can definitely trust. We're searching for someone who tells the truth and does what they say. Someone who genuinely puts others first who challenges injustice and deals with the mess and pain of this world. Someone who does all these things all the time. But is there anyone in human history like that? Well, have you found anyone or are you still searching? What if we've missed the obvious? What about Jesus? What if truth came searching for us? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. That's a big claim. What's the evidence? Well, Jesus spoke out for those who were mistreated. He loved the outcast. He treated people fairly. 
he confronted hypocrisy. He amazed people with his wisdom and teaching. He miraculously healed people. He had power over nature. He told the truth, even when it cost him his life. He offered forgiveness to those who crucified him. And he said he'd rise from the dead. And he did. The truth about who we are and why we're here is worth finding out. This new year, why not make a different kind of resolution? Why not resolve to search out the truth about Jesus, whatever it takes, until you find it? Thank you, David. The truth about Jesus. Last week we looked at what or one of the things that Jesus had to say about himself. We looked at Jesus as not just a good man, not just a godly man, but as the man who is God. Jesus did what only God can do, and Jesus took what only God can take. Jesus received the worship of people, and he even took to himself the divine name of God. I am. So Jesus, uh, last week we, we reflected on him saying before, Abraham was, I am. Jesus, not just a good man, not just a godly man, but God the man. Is there anything dependable to be anchored to as we step into a new year? Well, it is my uh, contention that Jesus God who became man is truly dependable, truly reliable. We can anchor ourselves to him, utterly assured that he will never let us down. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will never lie to us. We live in a world that is always changing. Uh, we were at our, or I should say, we were at Deborah's hairdressers in Glasgow last week or a couple of weeks ago, and I always find it thoroughly depressing, uh, not just because of how much it costs, but uh, we get there, and her hairdressers is right next to my secondary school, or it should be right next to my secondary school, but my secondary school is no longer there. They raised it. I don't know if they thought after Ross had been there, that's as good as it gets, guys. We might as well just knock the building down. But, you know, I couldn't, I actually couldn't wait to get out of school. Uh, I didn't really like it when I was there, but now I go and I see that it's not there anymore and I feel really sad inside that, that my, my school has gone. And then we leave this, uh, this place where there are all these houses where my school's supposed to be and we go back down onto Paisley Road West, we drive along Paisley Road West, and I look out the window of the car, and so much has changed. Every time we go back, shops have, have changed, some have shut, some have opened, you know, signage has changed, everything seems to be changing all of the time, and of course, in my humble opinion, not for the better. And you'll have seen it here in Airdrie, I know, 
I've never seen the Boots factory, I've never seen the Imperial Works, I've never seen ores, but I hear about them, I know that, that many of you have seen them, many of you miss them. Everything is changing, and we are powerless to, to stop that change or to hold that change back. We are powerless to keep things as they are. It seems that absolutely everything will change. Absolutely nothing will last forever. But that's not quite true. Change and decay in all around I see, O thou who changest not, abide with me. That is what we need in an ever-changing world. We need our never-changing God. Even we ourselves are changing. The younger ones get bigger every year. So I have uh, Google Photos on my phone, and uh, Deborah has Facebook, and both of them show us pictures of like this time a year ago, or this time two years ago. And usually the pictures are of the girls, and we are amazed at how much they have grown, how much bigger they are, how much stronger they are, how much heavier, heavier they are to carry around uh, the place. The younger ones are getting bigger and stronger. The older ones, perhaps, are getting weaker. Maybe we are picking up more ailments to carry into 2018, more challenges to be faced. And even the in-between ones, we, we can't really see much change. We are actually changing all the time. Apparently, our Cells are uh, renewed every seven to ten years, completely renewed every seven to ten years in our, our bodies. So we are totally changing all the time. If you have been married for ten years and your spouse turns around to you and says, you're not the man or you're not the woman that I married, then technically they're right because all of your cells have, uh, have been renewed since you, since you married them. Everything is changing, but the Lord Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That would be a bad thing if there was any imperfection in Jesus, because we would want him to change. We would want him to improve in the areas that he is not perfect in. But Jesus is perfect. So we've had Bill Slack along this year, and he's led us through the fruit of the Spirit. And really, I hope we've seen that the fruit of the Spirit really is just a picture of who Jesus is. Jesus is perfect in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And so it ought to be a great source of joy to us that this Jesus is never changing. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Always fully alive, never less than he once was in any way, shape, or form. And so what we need as we stand uh, as it were, in the threshold between two years, we've got like one foot planted in 2017, 
The other foot is in the air, ready to step into the unknown, to step into 2018. What we need is just to be anchored to the Lord Jesus Christ, to the one who will never change, the one who will never leave us, never forsake us, never lie to us, never betray us, never abandon us. So last week, subject was Jesus as God made man. Before Abraham was, I am, said Jesus. And this week, we look at Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. Another I am statement of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the way. Jesus did not just come into the world to tell us the way to God and the way to peace and the way to joy and the way to life. Jesus didn't come to tell us the way to God. He came to be the way to God. He didn't come to give us a list of rules to follow so that we could get to God by keeping those rules. That's other religions. Other religions say we have had a great leader who lived and died a long time ago. And he taught his people lots of really good things. We have his teaching. And if you follow this great leader's teaching, you will eventually be able to earn your way up to God into heaven. That's not Christianity. Christianity does not teach that. Christianity uh, does not give good advice to follow. It proclaims good news to receive and to rejoice in. God has come to us in Christ. And Christ has become to us the way to God. By the life that he lived and the death that he died, he opened the door into the presence of God. And anyone, no matter who we are, where we are from, where we've been, what we've done, any one of us is able to come into the presence of God forgiven cleansed, made new, simply by trusting in Jesus. He has opened the door into the presence of God, or maybe better to use biblical language. The Bible tells us that when Jesus died on the cross, the curtain in the temple was torn from two, in two. Not from the bottom up to the top, because we are not earning this, we are not working our way up to God, but from the top to the bottom. Jesus cried out again with a loud voice, Matthew tells us, and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook. Well, what was that curtain that was torn in two? It was the curtain 
that separated the most holy place from the rest of the temple. It was a curtain that held people back from the presence of God. This is a place where God dwelled in his fullest form on earth. And that curtain was torn in two as Jesus died. The curtain which hid God's holy presence from sinful humanity has been torn in two. The door has been opened and now we can enter into that most holy place through the Lord Jesus Christ. 2018, I don't know what's going to happen. don't know how it will go, but it may be a big year for me if uh, my scans continue to look the same as they are looking at the moment, then when early June comes, I'll be able to reapply for my driving license. And I, I'm really, I'm trying not to get my hopes up too high because I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I would love to be driving again. I've always loved driving. And I have every confidence that when I get into the car, God willing, I'll be okay with the car itself. I'll be fine with the, the clutch and the gear stick and the biting point and the, all the controls and all that. No problem at all. What I'm slightly more concerned about is finding my way around on the roads because the roads have all changed. So I can imagine myself wanting to drive back home to Glasgow and uh, getting to that Shawhead roundabout place and panicking because I don't have a clue what fortunately now at the moment Deborah drives me if I need to go to Glasgow Deborah drives me and she knows where she's going I don't have, I don't have a clue anymore all the roads seem to have changed hopefully the wee woman that lives on my phone will keep me right we don't have sat navs anymore we just have smartphones that's another thing that's changed. You don't hear that give a, give a, give a, give a Garmin advert, do you, at Christmas time? Uh, but I digress. Hopefully I'll be able to make my way home. But the roads have changed. The way to Glasgow, the way to Cardonald in Glasgow has changed. Everything is changing. But the roads, as it were, back home to God has not changed. Jesus spoke those words 2,000 years ago into a world so foreign from the world in which we live in so many ways. And yet over those 2,000 years, in a sense, nothing has changed. Nothing which truly matters. When it comes to us and God, there is nothing new under the sun. The way to God the Father, is still through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. I am the way and the truth and the life. He is still the way. He's still the way. Not our way, not one way amongst many others. He is still the way to the Father. And He still speaks by His Spirit in this place, on this day, to us, to say to us, I am the way, 
and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is the way to God and he is the truth. Those who were here, what was it, a couple of weeks ago maybe, uh, for the Tuesday lunchtime service will know the depth of my disappointment when I heard the Collins Dic English Dictionary Words of the Year 2017. I was disappointed and outraged at the same time. If there's one group of people you would expect to know what a word is, surely it would be the people in charge of a well-respected English dictionary. But the Collins English Dictionary Word of 2017 isn't even a word. Can you believe that? It's not a word. It's two words stuck together. I wonder if you can guess what the Collins Dictionary Word of the Year is. I knew this. I, could see, I can see you whispering it. I knew that would happen. Oh, well done, Margaret. Well done. Collins English Dictionary Word of the Year. It's not a word, it's two words, but it's fake news. Fake news. What is fake news, I hear you ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. Collins uh, define fake news as false, often sensational information disseminated under the guise of news. Collins say the word saw an unprecedented usage increase of 365% since 2016. I wonder why that could be. Uh, maybe Mr. Trump and Twitter could tell us. But it's not just about America. It's not just about Donald Trump. It's not just about Twitter, is it? We had the same kind of thing happening here, didn't we? At the time of the referendum, we had all sorts of claims and counterclaims about bias in the media and the BBC. Uh, same thing at the referendum when it came to Brexit, the EU referendum. Again, there were claims of, of bias and false uh, news and uh, propaganda on the internet and in the press and on our television screens. The wee video that we watched a moment ago said we all care about truth. And that is true, isn't it? This fake news period has at least shown us that we are designed, we are created by God to care about truth and about justice. We don't want fake news because we are created with a hunger for truth. And that hunger can be satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ because He is the truth. He is the very truth of God. Every word that He speaks is true. He will never lie or let us down. He who was betrayed will never betray His own people. He speaks truth and He is true to His people in the sense of being Faithful, I have criticized the Collins English Dictionary, so let me try and redeem myself by quoting them. One of the definitions of true says this, faithful, loyal, devoted, 
If you are true to someone, you remain committed and loyal to them. Well, Jesus is true to his people. He is faithful and loyal and utterly committed to his followers. In a world which gives so much room for and so much attention to fake news and to bad news, we are the bearers of good news, which is true because it's the good news of Jesus, and He is the very truth of God. That is what we are called to herald to the world. We've been thinking of the the heralding of the angels. They proclaimed good news of great joy for all the people. Well, that is our job now. That is our task, to go into Airdrie, to go into the to the world with this good news of great joy for all people, to go into the world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is utterly true, and to summon people to come to Him, to place their faith in Him, and to receive from Him the life that only He can give. I am the way and the truth and the life. The video also said that we love truth because it liberates and it unites. Well, Jesus liberates us. Jesus frees us to know God, to live in the love of God. He liberates us, He frees us, and He unites us. We are bound together as one in Christ Jesus. The things which would divide us out in the world no longer divide us because we have the most important thing in the universe or even beyond the universe, in common. We are, we are one in Christ Jesus. And so what does it matter if we are from Glasgow or Airdrie, if we support Rangers or Celtic, if you know, we belong to this tribe or that tribe? None of that matters when we are in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are brothers and sisters in Him. The truth liberates and it unites. And Jesus said that He came that we might have life in all of its fullness. Some translations say life in abundance. That doesn't mean life with lots of stuff in our houses. It doesn't mean life with lots of money necessarily in our bank accounts. Life in all of its fullness. Life in abundance doesn't mean life without struggles or without suffering or without trials and troubles. It means life with Jesus as Lord and God as Father and the Spirit as our comforter and our helper and our guide. That is life in all of its fullness. Life lived in the love of God, and life eternal, life which will live forever. The Bible says that the people of Jesus are in Christ. That maybe sounds like a strange phrase if you're not kind of familiar with it. We are in Christ. God will always, God the Father will always love God the Son. 
God the Father will always love the Lord Jesus Christ. And so in Christ, we will always be loved by God. The Lord Jesus Christ will never die. And so in Christ, we will never die. We've thought about some of the, the I am statements of Jesus. You know, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. And everyone who comes to him comes to the Father. If we have come to him and to God the Father through him, then we ought to step into 2018 with a spring in our step and a song on our lips. We have nothing to fear and everything to look forward to. So rejoice in Jesus. Trust in Jesus. Rest in Jesus as you look forward to another year lived in the love of God, your Father. Let's come before the Lord together as we pray. Father, how we thank you for the blessings that we are able to enjoy day by day. We thank you for the blessings of the season that we have uh, been enjoying. We spoke about how December is different from every other month. December brings unique blessings to us, and we thank you for them. We remember and recognize that every good and perfect gift comes from above. It comes from your good and gracious hand. We thank you for them. We thank you above all else for the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the life that we know in him, life in all of its fullness, life lived in the love of God, life lived with your smile resting upon us, life lived with the peace of Jesus in our hearts, even in the midst of very tiring and troubling circumstances. Life lived at peace with you and life lived as one with our brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Father of the words of the Apostle Paul who said, not that I have already obtained all this or have already been perfected, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have laid hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, and straining towards what is ahead, I press on 
towards the goal to win the prize of God's heavenly calling in Christ Jesus. Help us, Father, this new year to have that same desire, that same passion, to press on in the Lord Jesus Christ, to be all that you are calling us to be in him, to come to know him and to love him and to serve him better. Help us, Father, to grow in grace, to grow in faithfulness, to grow in fruitfulness. Shape and fashion us this year more into the image and likeness of the Lord whom we love, the Lord who first loved us and gave himself for us, for his kingdom, for your glory in our lives, and for our joy in the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.